0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. And thanks for joining us on the Eternity Bible Study Podcast. This is the Grace Bonus Study, the second. Episode. I decided kind of at the last minute to break it up into two episodes um, just so it'd be easier for you to um, go back and forth. In the first episode, we took a look at grace and we're we were looking at Galatians chapter 1 verse 3 through 5, an amazing three verses that just really contains the whole gospel right there. And we took a look at this um, from the standpoint as to what this verse really is saying, uh, because there's so much in those three verses. And then we took a look at sort of uh, our thoughts on this as to what is grace, um, how do you receive grace, how do you give grace, and how do you live grace. And we took um, just some thoughts on that, And from that perspective, uh, to really study what grace is. In this episode, we're going to be looking at just a lot of verses throughout the Bible, kind of reacting to them starting from the beginning of the Bible all the way to the very end of the Bible. So I hope you enjoy it. The intention for this study is just to, to let God's Word just bathe over us as we learn more about grace, but also even deeper as we learn about the nature of God, because grace comes from God. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll get started. Okay, digging a little deeper, uh, we're going to just read uh, some verses together, and we're just going to let it bathe over us as we try to just center our hearts on the nature of God. So we start talking about grace as early as in Exodus, Exodus chapter 34, 6 through 7. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Wow, our God is the God of compassion and the God of grace. He is abounding in love. But just remember that sin has to be punished. And how important is sin? We see throughout the the scriptures that sometimes the sins of the parents will ripple through generations, generations of children. How important it is for parents to live good lives, because oftentimes the sins of the parents will affect the kids for generations to come. In Psalms uh, chapter 145, Eight through nine. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. In First Peter five ten, and the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong firm and steadfast our God is a God of all grace and each one of us has been called the shepherd calls the sheep and if the sheep hear his voice the sheep the the ones who believe in the Lord Jesus are our other sheep they hear his voice and he is a God who will restore you no matter what the problem is he's going to make you strong in John chapter 1, 17, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So when the law came down in the Old Testament, we're all condemned. And God didn't do that to condemn us, but to show us his perfect nature. And none of us can hold a candle to his perfect nature. So the old law of Moses condemns us, but the new gospel through Jesus Christ saves us. Acts chapter 15, verse 11. No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus that we are saved just as they are. <clears throat> what saves you? It's Jesus. That simple. One sentence right there. You believe it? It comes through the grace of God in heaven and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Not through anything you and I do. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Paul's writing in Acts to the early Christian church there. Compared to God's grace, you, you can't hold a candle your, anything you produce in life is nothing. It's no value. Nothing is going to save you. You don't have anything that will do the job. And his aim was to complete the task that the Lord Jesus was given, the task of talking about the good news. So each one of us, as we receive God's grace, we want to live it. We want to reflect God's grace. God wants to live in us And be able to um, use each one of us just as he used the Lord Jesus. He is allowing us to be active participants in the gospel. That's what he wants for us. That's the tasks, one of the tasks he gives us to do. In Romans chapter 3, verse 24, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So we get justification in the grace once, we're, once we receive this sacrifice that came from Jesus Christ. We're justified to our God in heaven. Romans 5.21 So that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So sinful nature is all about death. Grace from God in heaven is all about making us righteous. And the righteous can approach God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, I always thank my God for you because of His grace given you in Christ Jesus. Again, this grace that comes from God is given to us through Jesus Christ. It's not any other way, any other prophet, any other message. It's grace given to you specifically. It's yours if you want it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 12. Now, this is our boast. Our conscience testifies that we have conducted ourselves in the world and especially In our relations with you with integrity and godly sincerity, we have done so relying not on worldly wisdom but God's grace. Man, oh man, listen to that. It's not anything you hear, any great preacher, any great thing in the world. It's just God's grace, boiling it down to the nitty gritty. You think you're smart? Doesn't matter. You think you're dumb? That doesn't matter either. You think you're uh, real successful and wealthy? That doesn't matter. You think you're too poor and you can't impress anybody? That doesn't matter. You think you're beautiful? That doesn't matter. You think you're too ugly or you have a disease or something like that? That doesn't matter either. It's all God's grace. Boom. That's it. Puts us all on equal playing field, doesn't it? Second Corinthians chapter six verses one and God's co as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Again, like Paul's talking to the Corinthians and the Galatians, he's telling them, look here, folks, you can't twist it. You can't change it, you can't add a little something here and there, or take a little something here and there out of it. It's it's plain and simple. That's the way. God intended it. It was according to God's will. So don't receive grace in vain, and then don't receive it and not be transformed from it. And don't change the grace inside of you and not be graceful to someone else. That's changing the message of the gospel. You receive a perfect message, you take it inside you, and then you change it according to your crummy mood or you don't want to talk to certain people because they're not important to you you change the grace you change the grace of the Holy Spirit that's already living inside you and that's not good God's telling you how important not to change the gospel don't receive the God don't receive God's grace in vain in Second Corinthians chapter twelve verses nine, but he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, my power is made perfect in weakness, therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me." Paul had a thorn put under his skin after after uh, the Lord showed him a lot of revelations, but he didn't want him to be conceited, so he stuck a thorn under his skin. Ouch, that's got to hurt, you know. He's pleading, please, please take this thorn out. What did, what did the Lord say? He said, my grace is all you need because my power is, is made even more perfect in your weakness. Okay? Because when we're weak, we have to depend on the Lord more. And When we have to depend on the Lord more, we have to realize that the Holy Spirit is living inside us and that's how we're supposed to get through the day. And if I just showed you all heaven and I showed you everything, you're going to be walking around like, hey, man, I know what's going down. I know what the problem is. And that is perverting the Lord's message because we're putting ourselves before him. So if we think we have problems, if we think something's going on bigger than we can handle, you have to remember that this grace, this big message of grace Is what gets you by. It is sufficient for you. That's all you need because we're walking under God's grace. And you may think you have weakness, but through that, your dependency on the Lord Jesus Christ, you have His power. Not your puniness, but His power and holiness. Not your hollowness. You have His power living inside you through the Holy Spirit. That's the game changer. My grace is sufficient for you. In Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, for it is by grace, you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Another reference to grace. Grace is so consistently expressed, you know. We've been going through Exodus. Now we're in Ephesians. It's so consistent. You know, the Bible is so consistent about what grace is and how it reflects God's nature. And this is like a one-sentence thing. How do you get saved? I mean, we we're talking about Galatians, you know, chapter 1, these first three, uh, I mean, these uh, three verses being really fast. But this is really fast, too. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 it is by grace you've been saved through your faith grace saves you the gospel message saves you and we're saying that the gospel message like we said earlier is this gift of jesus christ through the grace of god it saves you through grace you've been saved through faith and it's not anything you can do it's a gift you're saved by a gift ephesians chapter 4 verse 7 But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Each one of us in the body of Christ lives as one in this marvelous uh, model here. And each one of us may have a talent. Or something to do. This was taken out of when they were talking about uh, the body of Christ. Some of us are good teachers. Some of us are good preachers. Some of us are good servants. Some of us are, you know, really good at um, home repairs. Some of us are good um, uh, musicians. Some are good professional people. Some are good um, whatever. All of us have different time and talents and things. Not one of us. Is better than the other. Like if somebody over here is a brain surgeon and somebody over here is a gardener, that doesn't mean the brain surgeon is better than the gardener. No, God allowed different people to have different talents, but the, every single talent of all of us is supposed to boost one another up to God's glory. That's what it. That's what it's all about. So, God has given us grace in salvation. And he has apportioned grace in us to how we live out this grace in the body of Christ. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, Let your con- conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. How do you live out your grace? You have the Holy Spirit inside you now. You have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside you. So what comes out of you? Grace. Grace comes out of you. Why? Because Jesus Christ's Holy Spirit is living inside you. So if you have Jesus Christ' Holy Spirit living inside you and your conversation is full of blah blah blah, if it's full of you know complaining or self-centeredness or through worldly stuff, or it's through your own wisdom, if it's not full of God's wisdom, you haven't been transformed. Jesus wants to be in you. That is his gift to you, his Holy Spirit. So let your conversation be seasoned with God's nature, with God's grace. And you can answer anyone in a manner of of grace. You can give grace to other people. That's the gospel, to share God's grace. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 Verse 9, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Boom, double boom on that. That kind of messes with your brain a little bit. He saved us and called us to a holy life. The Holy Spirit's living inside us. Again, not because we've done anything. It's all Jesus doing the heavy lifting. But this is His purpose and grace. And this was given to us before the beginning of time. Even before you were born, God loved you. Even before you were born, God knew who you were. God has created you. When Jesus Christ was hanging on that cross, He was sovereign over that day. He was sovereign over that sacrifice occurring. But He was doing it for me and you that day. You got cancer, you're sitting in the hospital? He was hanging on the cross cuz he knew you were going to get it. You're worried about things, you're worried about family, you're worried about stress, depression, hopelessness, helplessness, bad things are happening to you, good things are happening. God knew all that. God knew before the beginning of time. God knew before the beginning of you. God knew the beginning before the beginning of me that we had to have this that we had to have this Christ. So um, powerful, First Timothy chapter uh, one verse fourteen. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The grace of our Lord was poured out abundantly. We have we have a God of abundance, not a God of scarcity. His power is limitless. His love is limitless. His grace is limitless for us. Our cup is supposed to runneth over. And it comes through Christ Jesus. Titus chapter 2 verse 11. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. This is a gift for everybody. Not just the good people. Not just the important people. Everybody. No matter who you are all you got to do is accept this gift accept the grace of god and he's there he can transform you he can come inside you and heal you and cleanse you you're a new creation it's available it's free you don't have to do anything you don't have to go anywhere or take a pilgrimage or read a book all you got to do is is allow the lord jesus to save you except His gift. That's the gospel. It's for everybody, no matter who you are or where you are. First Peter chapter 1, verse 2, "...who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkle with His blood, grace and peace be yours in abundance." God is a God of life, not a God of the dead, but a God of the living. Thank goodness we have a God of the living. And this God, this living God, loved you before you were even born. And this God knew you would never make it, that you were going to die, that you would have so many problems, and you would make mistakes over and over This God knew that you had to be sanctified. So he came and looked for you through Jesus Christ. And he was killed. It was his blood that had to be spilt to pay the price for all of our sins. Grace, then peace, is yours in abundance. Again, in abundance. What a marvelous message of the gospel right there. In 1 Peter chapter 1, 13, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed as He's coming. Keep your minds alert. Let you set yourself on His grace. That's where your hope is, in His grace. Because Jesus is coming. that's where you put your hope in that gift that wonderful gift first peter chapter 4 verses 10 each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of god's grace in its various forms You've, you know we've received this grace from the Lord Jesus, and if we've received some kind of gift if you're everybody can do something good if you're if you've got a gift of uh of music or preaching or speaking or writing or whatever professional thing you do or if you have a gift of serving one another if you have a gift of prayer, if you have a gift of of just being a good follower to someone, whatever you have. Wherever you are, whatever position you have, you are a steward of what God has given you and appointed you to do in its various forms. Whatever you do, do it. And that doesn't mean you can't aspire to do other things, but whatever you're setting your heart to do, honor God with it. In Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to him. Be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Don't sit on your grace. Don't sit on your knowledge. Oh, you got this gift and the Holy Spirit's living inside you now. Don't sit on your knowledge. Grow. Do everything you can. Be prayerful. Be obedient. Stay in the word of the Lord. Whatever you have to do, honor Him. Give Him all the glory every day. Don't sit on your grace. Don't sit on your knowledge. Don't sit on your can. Be a good steward. 2 John chapter 1, verses 3. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son, will be with us in truth and love. This grace again, this mercy that comes from our Father in Heaven and the peace that comes that we have now through God with God, through the presence of Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Peace came once Jesus was born. There was peace on earth. Probably the first time ever that there was peace on earth because the Prince of Peace was born from God. He's going to be with us in truth. It is true. This is the truth. And it's a message of love. What a wonderful expression of love is this grace, mercy, and the peace that we have. In Second um, Thessalonians chapter two verses sixteen through seventeen, may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who loved us and by His grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope. Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. What are we supposed to take away from this? (laughs) We've been loved more than we could ever know. We've been loved by a Father in heaven, by our Lord and Savior who came looking for us. And through his sacrifice has saved us, we've been loved that much more than we can ever even know why, because of this wonderful grace, and this the encouragement that we have, the hope that we have is eternal. It's not going away, it's not going to fade, it's not subject to whether you get a promotion or you get an A in a certain grade or a b or a c. It's not dependent on how much money we make. It's not dependent on how successful we are, what kind of house we live in, what kind of car we drive. It's not, success, it's not dependent on what everybody thinks about us. It's eternal. And it is based on God. His love for us and our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not based on all the junk that we drag around in the world. That's where we put our hope in. We don't hope in the junk. We hope in our Father in Heaven and the love that our Father has for us. And we have not only this encouragement, we have the ability to be strengthened in everything we say and do. So this is intended to build us up, not tear us down. This is a joyful, this is joyful news. We need to be, we need to find encouragement through this grace and strength through this grace because we have the love of the Lord inside us. We have the Holy Spirit inside us. We have this powerful message that has been going through the beginning of time expressed now in us. We didn't have to do anything for it. It's not at the mall. It's not on Amazon. It's not on anything. It's now free inside us. And we can be strong. And whatever we do and whatever we say, we can be strong. Revelation, our last reference. And you know what? This is the last reference in the entire Bible. This is it. In Revelations chapter 22, the last reference. The last thing that is in the Bible, and I'm just pulling my Bible out, just looking one more time. Amazing. The last book of the Bible is Revelation. The last chapter in the Bible is Revelation 22. The last two verses of the Bible is 20 and 21. So Revelation 22, verses 20 and 21. What do you think? the Bible closes out with. What do you think? Here we go. He who testifies to these things says, quote, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. How about that? The last verse is verse 21. I'll read it again. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. I'll read it a third time. The last verse of the whole Bible, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. What the, the last verse of the whole Bible talks about grace. Every single scripture we read talked about grace in a consistent manner. And I think we can just just let that just bathe us with um, the nature of God. It's this grace that God wants us to have. And we didn't do anything to earn it. It's all the sacrifice of Jesus and the grace of God. And we will be his people. That's the message. Simple as that. That's grace. That's the gospel message. I hope these uh, scriptures were uh, helpful to you. I really, um, uh, I feel like I gained a lot from from just reading them. Um, When we think about um, what is grace? How do you receive grace? How do you give grace? How do you live grace? Think about these things. think about these verses. We have a God who loves us so 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 very much. Um, really, nothing more can be added to it. I'll just close out with revelation twenty two verses twenty twenty one He who testifies to these things says, "Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus." The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. I just want to say thanks again for listening. And I pray that the Lord will be with you and give you strength every step of every day, both now and and for all eternity. We'll see you next time.